Hey, this is Seth with Electric, and we've got a special podcast presentation for you. Um, I'm here at Ford's uh, headquarters, and we just did some towing with the F-150 Lightning. Uh, we have two of Ford's project, project managers with us, or you should give me your titles. Uh, who, who do I have with us? Oh. Gathanjali McBurray. I'm the chief engineer for EV Energy Management Systems. Uh, Dapo Adawusi. I'm the vehicle engineer manager for F-150 Lightning. Okay, so... We just took the F-150 Lightning on a, a, a towing adventure, I would say. Uh, it's pouring down rain here. It's like 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and we took it around Detroit toward the airport and um, on mostly highways. And we got about um, 0.9 uh, miles per kilowatt, which I think comes out if you've got a 131 ki uh, kilowatt hour battery to, you know, somewhere over 100 miles. And, you know, we've seen some reports recently and, you know, some clickbait YouTubes um, where, you know, people are complaining about the the mileage. So even with the 40 degrees, you know, we're kind of on flat ground here in Detroit. You know, what what can we kind of expect when we get to wintertime um, in terms of, you know, what kind of range is a, a typical Ford F-150 Lightning going to see when it gets down to, you know, 15 degrees, 30 degrees. I mean, I can start. I mean, the effect on range, the key factors don't change with um, with weather, right? I mean, we talked about speed, which mm -hmm. you observed, right? If you go really fast, you're going to see that efficiency drop, right? And if you're towing something that has a huge frontal area, that's also going to impact what you're moving. Then you got weight, obviously, right? But once you start rolling, the weight is not as, it's not like the highest factor, right? Right. Then you have temperature. Then topography, are you going up a grade or not, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think to your question, temperature, the key is before you start driving, precondition your vehicle, plug it in so the battery is in a, the, uh, in a nice operating range before you start, right? Uh, no, no, I totally agree with your statement, Stapo. Um, when we talk about towing and talk about the influences, you're, you're taking a you're uh, decrementing from your starting range. So mm -hmm. that's why the starting range is really important with that preconditioning to get that batter, uh, battery in the best operating temperature it can for the start of that journey. Mm -hmm. And so just to drill down a little bit more, we had a 8,000-pound um, trailer. Uh, I think it was 8 feet wide. and Yeah, 8 by 8. Yeah, so I, I would say it was pretty big uh, on the you know on the trailers I've seen scale. It, it seemed pretty... Uh, large, but the drive wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't particularly harrowing, even though, you know, it was raining. And um, so what kind of work did you guys put in, in addition to, you know, the range, what what kind of work did you guys put in to make it a smoother ride? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, we took you through the initial setup. So that setup process, right? Mm -hmm. So entering your profile, because that's important for that intelligent range feature that calibrates and basically gives you a predict prediction of what you're going to get for range. Mm -hmm. um, and also the features that ensure you're loaded correctly, right? Right. With the smart hitch and making sure you not, don't have too much on the rear or on the front. That's also key. Then just uh, just being a, a vehicle that has a near 50-50 weight split in right. inner rear suspension, that all adds to that experience. And it's quiet, right? So you don't have noise of an engine, right? Um, so that whole experience where, where it's the work that was done to optimize the, the load, the handling, that's what you experience there. It's just nice and smooth and great 
relaxing experience tone. Mm-hmm. And it's and Seth also mentioned too um, the propulsion uh, that you have on the vehicle, and I think you mentioned it while we were on the drive. How effortless it was that you um, you you don't feel that same kind of experience of like oh I have a heavy trailer behind me. So that seven hundred seventy five foot pounds of torque, you know, really kind of come in handy. And uh, I think where I feel that you really experience that is when you're trailering and you're merging on the traffic onto the highway. And yeah. The confidence you get to be able to do that is really driven by what you have there um, with the propulsion system. Right. And I would say it's almost, uh, I don't want to say dangerous, but it it's its so smooth and easy to drive that you forget you're, you're trailering and then all of a sudden you're making a turn and you, you're not doing the equations of, you know, what's behind you. So... Um, that's a good problem to have, I guess. Uh, so, you know, moving around the, the vehicle, um, we're, we're entering into winter time. Uh, you know, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. The lightning isn't uh, something that's going to have a, a plow on it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, the key here is we've optimized uh, the front experience, right? Right. So you can load that front to 400 pounds. You can open and close it, right? So it's optimized around that experience and allow you to use that feature. Mm-hmm. which we know our customers love. Um, you like to use a snowplow. We have other F-150s that accommodate that, right? Right. Um, so, And we know it's an all-electric feature. At some point, there's probably going to be some consideration to, to plowing. We're always looking to improve our product. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, you know, the, a lot of people tow boats, tow uh, trailers, um do you have any data on like what percentage of your uh, current users are are towing? Um, the, we're always looking at connected vehicle data, right? We know that over seventy percent of F series customers tow. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people are towing the current Lightning? That's information that we need to go look at. Okay, we don't have that here today, but that information is available. Okay, and I mean, is there any uh, information on like you know a pre like people buying an F one fifty Lightning? with the intent of towing or is that, do you guys have any data on like who, who's like your customer profile? Is it somebody or is, are we just too early stages to know that stuff? Uh, we would, we would have to, I can probably try and find that out from okay. the product marketing team. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at, but we know it's, I mean, it's a truck, right? It's like right. 150 there. And as Dabo said, there's a high percentage of customers that, that tow, so we do, we have engineered it so that people can tow with that yeah. vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's what you experienced yeah. today. Yeah. And so moving back into the cold weather stuff, um, we were talking previously about a, a customer in Alaska mm-hmm. who drives back and forth. What, what profile does that person have? It, you know, what, how far is his towing and, and what kind of temperatures does that person, I think, or is it a family they operate in? I, I can't. Maybe to answer your question, right? It's not really what would they see, right? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think, like we've said before, the, the key is that customer needs to precondition, right? Right. If the ambient temperature drops below the what we experience today, or even much lower, right? You want to plug your vehicle in. You want to precondition so the vehicle is ready for you to. Operate. Right, and and it's nice that they're already plugged in. You know, typically from charging. Like I I know in Alaska, a lot of the vehicles are plugged in, even if they're gas. Right. So, yeah, so to say it's not uh, unusual for Alaskan customers to, you know, have their engine block heaters as well, too, right? Right. So 
I think there's experience yeah. there of getting your vehicle ready for the day. Then, right. Then another key thing is like, towing or not towing, right? It's it's full time all wheel drive. You have dual right. motors, right? So the modes are optimized for that experience, right? I mean, we had videos where we showed uh, for doing development in Alaska, mm-hmm. right? Towing on on snow, right? So, right. Uh, I've heard some people say, "Why don't you have a snow mode?" No, the normal mode, the other modes are all optimized to whatever you decide to use it for. Yeah, I was I was towing with uh, somebody, and he was asking, "Well, where's the the low mode?" And uh, you know, it was like, "Well, the torque is pretty heavy duty, like all the way through." Um, is that something that uh, you know? What what do you have to kind of educate um, people who are coming over from? older F-150s to the Lightning, what what kind of education do you guys have to do for those customers? So, I mean, the, the key is, I'm repeating symptoms, like teaching them about preconditioning. Right. Teaching them about planning your trip, right? I mean, if you're someone that tows every day and drives 500 miles every day, we also teach you that this might not be the vehicle for you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just letting them know on EVs, you got to plan your trip and know where you're going. Mm-hmm. If you're going out of town, right? Plan the trip. Know that it's going to charge. Know how long it's going to take, right? We, mm-hmm. we have Power My Trip is a feature that lets you do that, right? And besides charging, there's there's other considerations like like the no, you know, different low and high. There's you know, it's full time four wheel drive. I don't know if the the typical F one fifty has full time or on the typical when you say typical F one fifty ice, yeah, you have yeah. A, you can have a four by four or four by two. Right, Lightning is full time. Okay. I think quite a few customers, even on the F one fifty ICE, will put it in in auto as well too for their four by four. Right. So, um, it, it's just kind of built in. So if you're used to having an auto, that's what your your Lightning is. It's mm-hmm. just always yeah. all wheel drive. It's ready. It's putting the torque where you need it and doing it yeah. efficiently between the um, front and rear motors. Yeah. That's doing that work for you. Yeah. So I think it's if anything, it's in some ways simplified the driving. Though I totally agree with Dapo, I think one of the areas that uh, the customer uh, learning will be about the need to spend a little bit more time on the trip planning part of it and the tools that are there that um, support that planning. Yeah, and then we, we emphasize that it's built for tough. It's gone through the same rigorous test that the, if it's a customer coming from a gas F-150, they're used to the built for tough uh, mantra. So this is also built for tough. It, we let them know, hey, you can tow tents up to pounds if you didn't know that. You can haul up to 22,235 pounds, right? So it's just letting them know it's, even though it's electric, it's still an F-150. Okay, and so to switch gears, to use a, a tired euphemism <laughs> uh, a little bit, we're, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about, like, uh, you know, the, the demand for F-150s seems to be, you know, a little bit off the charts. I don't think you've had even order books open for like over a year and uh you know everybody's talking about them they're they're selling for you know on the secondary market for much over msrp how do you guys think about ramping up your you know we, we've heard that there's going to be a kind of a hockey stick type of ramp of f-150 lightnings how do you guys get to that point you know how do you get to a full you know, how do, how do you transition people away from ICE F-150s into um, electric ones? So this is probably out of the wheelhouse of both of the okay. <laughs> 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 um, at the 
at the table here. Okay. Um, but I think we've already talked about the, the fact that we'll be able to ramp. We're ramping next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we continue to ramp, but we'll, we're aiming to hit a annual production run rate of 150,000 units a year by the end of 2023 okay. for the F-150 Lightning. Okay. Uh, so... You know, getting back into engineering, can we talk about tires a little bit? Yeah. Um, are there are there special? You know, I know Goodyear has been sending me PR emails about um, you know their new electric vehicle tires. Are there any because of the heavier weight of the batteries? Are there any considerations with uh, tires on F one fifty? Actually, uh, the current Lightning, the three of the four tires are actually tires that are already available on the. The options, yeah. The, the gas, right? Okay. The, the, one that's, the one that's currently unique is the, probably the all-season 20s, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those are optimized for a roller resistance for the truck. but, but that's, And that those will get more range on a, a highway or something? Yeah, it's it's been optimized, yeah, for a roller resistance. So part of the enabler for the 320 miles. And, and somebody who does, like, a lot of road trips right. would think about that as a primary Well, option. I mean, we, we the... The EPA uh, range on the the Lariat is 320, right? Mm-hmm. Then the Platinum is 300. Then if you use the standard uh, uh, battery, you get the uh, 223 model. It's 240. Mm-hmm. So depending on what you want to use, you have that option. Okay. Right. And do you find that most people are after that option? Or where, where do people prioritize you know, range versus off-road capability? Well, I mean... This is probably something we can get back to you and see what's currently going. I think okay. your question is, what are people? What's the, what's the take? Um, yeah, the, the tires. Take, the tires, right? So okay. the the high volume tire is the all all season tire. Mm-hmm. So most people are going for that option. Right? Okay, and that that's the default kind of. It, it's the and that mix the lariat yeah. that is your. Okay. That's your standard. That's your standard tire by default. Um, and so. You know, I probably should know this, but like the the smaller range uh, uh, truck also tows, but not the same. Yeah. So so here's the difference, right? So if you want to tow ten thousand pounds, you need mm-hmm. the extended range battery, right. properly equipped for a max tow, right? Then on the standard battery, the max is properly equipped with the the cooling uh, uh, system is seventy seven hundred. Okay. The standard is five thousand. Okay. And then. You know, we saw, uh, you know, kind of our range dropped in half when we went to the, when, when it finally uh, configured itself. I think it was six minutes yep. uh, or so, six miles. I don't know. Six miles, right? So what happens is uh, when your initial setup, so first mm-hmm. time you, you're a customer just bought a vehicle and you have a nice trailer, you follow the process, right? You mm-hmm. Hitch up, sure you're safe, set up your profile, right? Then the, the so there will be a literature that comes up and tells you it's going to calibrate, it's going to optimize within so many, uh, a short duration. Mm-hmm. And that's what you experience within six miles. The vehicle optimized, then there was a little symbol on that profile that told you you were ready. And at the same time, you saw the the message in the cluster saying, now optimize, right? Right. And that number was there. Right. So um, why, why six miles? Is that like a... I mean, it... it Actually, we said six miles, but I was monitoring what you were doing. It didn't take six miles for okay. the, the message, right? It's just with the, the the key is a short duration after uh-huh. you start driving. It does the comparison to the other vehicles that have done similar routes or have similar profiles. Mm-hmm. Then it sends you what your projection should be. Yeah. 
And once it's calibrated, it's calibrated. Once it's calibrated, yeah, this is just the first time. Next time you use the same trailer, it's done. Yeah, right right from starting, you know where you're going to go. Um, So, you know, I guess for a lot of people, they they understand, like, if you go slower, you're going to get better range. But I think the the factor by which uh, the range goes down when you start going you know, 60, 70, even 80 miles per hour with a trailer. I don't think people quite understand that. Um, why is it such a big change um, when you have a trailer um, versus when, when you're just driving on the, on, on the, on the highway? So um, your driving behavior is always going to affect your, your range. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have the trailer along with you, and you, you are going at different vehicle speeds, you remember that frontal area of that trailer is an impact on your on your range. So as you're going faster, you're pulling and you're, you're pushing that um, frontal area through that, uh, um, the wind, I'll call it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so you're, you're having, you need the power to pull all of that and push all that through. Yeah. So, so it's the combination of the speed you're going at and that frontal area of the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess like the, the drag kind of, yeah. you know, compounds yeah. um, and the faster you go, it's, it's not just a linear, it's like a. a yeah, it's not linear. It's yeah, more parabolic. There's just, just more resistance the faster you go. And right. And you're also overcoming not just arrow, but road, all that stuff. Right. Right. More resistance. And, and, um, you know, like obviously we're we're talking about this we're hoping to educate our readers um do do the dealers and and do your kind of liaisons um out there also explain to customers is there kind of like a a, a learning process that happens i mean uh, uh, there's uh uh when you go and pick up your vehicle uh-huh. the the dealer should take you around the vehicle but one of the benefits of the the towing setup, for example, is what's in the cluster mm-hmm. um, and how it takes you through step-by-step step setting yeah. up and making sure that the, yeah. the, the, each time you connect a trailer that is on. And, and just to add to that, it's not, that's not like an intervention we just did for Lightning. That step, that process is also there in other F-Series products, right? Mm-hmm. On the so they have shown people how to do that. We've optimized it to be better for the Lightning, but mm-hmm. it's a similar walkthrough. Right. Yeah, I, I guess I, like what I mean is in specifically in regard to range, because I know there's been a lot of, you know, I would say negative media recently about, you know, oh, I didn't get, mm-hmm. you know, I have 320 miles of range and I only got, you know, 30 or 40 or something weird. Yeah, I mean, if you, I, I think the, the, there's a whole process where the dealership is educated on what to tell the customer. But if you go back to basic physics, right, it's. There's an energy source, which is your battery. And on the gas, there's also the same energy source. Mm-hmm. The physics is the same, right? right? Um, when, when you pull that trailer, the factors we told you is also the same on, on the ice. Mm-hmm. It's just that energy source, you have to go spend time to charge rather than go to a gas station. But the physics, the explanation is pretty much the same. I think that one of the differences between our ice and our electric vehicles just Again, back to the physics is that electric vehicles are more efficient. Mm-hmm. And so when you see things that or you add or you have influences and they're driving, 
that take away from efficiency, you notice them more than you do on, exactly. on the ice. And, and that's why I think that as customers, that's part of that learning as well, too. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, one of the advantages of um, electric vehicles versus internal combustion engines is that when you get to altitude, uh, you're climbing a mountain, um, there's less air to combust. It's thinner. Um, what, you know, how does, how does that help? Um, and, you know, what other kind of advantages are there to electric uh, propulsion versus internal combustion in this kind of context? Yeah, we talked about that a little bit on uh -huh. our drive, right? The advantage of the fact that an EV without having the need to have an air induction, you're not, you have more consistency of propulsion performance, regardless of what altitude you're at, mm -hmm. where you would notice those differences on the ice because of the pressure differences in, in um, air induction. So that's definitely one of the advantages, I think, on, on EVs is, is having that consistent performance regardless of your, of your altitude location um, and, and on your drive. So I think that's one great uh, part of it. The, I mean, the other thing of uh, an advantage um, that I think that uh, we talk about often, and, and we mentioned it a little bit earlier as far as the effortless feel of uh, uh, when you're towing and, and mm -hmm. coming on uh, to highway merging in, is having that torque. Uh, early, um, early uh, beginning of that max torque, right? Mm -hmm. It's pretty yeah. instantaneous. And when you have that, how that it uh, translates into your um, feel of the vehicle, just in the fun part of the driving um, aspect, but also the confidence that it gives you, um, whether you're trailering or not, about like, again, I, that's one of my favorite things is the confidence of being able to merge onto the highway and know exactly I'm going to put myself between these two vehicles, I'm and gonna I'm gonna, yeah, and uh, I have confidence that I'm gonna hit that uh, hit that spot. Yeah. So I think the um, experience of that uh, uh, in, uh, near instantaneous torque really translates into quite a few of the uh, driving experiences that you have with the EV over an ice. Yeah, mm -hmm. then, then to add, right? So your scenario is in the mountains and altitude, right? The other thing that's clearly different from EV versus ice is. On the backside, you got to come down the mountain, right? Mm -hmm. So on on the uh, ice, you're not going to gain back fuel, right. but you're going to get regenerative braking and put that some of that energy back into the into the vehicle. So you come down like eyes an hour, you come back down. You're like, oh my goodness, I got all this back, right? So that's that's pretty cool, right? You get that, yeah. and also it's coming down and it's not screaming at you, right? And on ice, you tow haul and downshift, and it's four thousand RPM. Like, oh my goodness, the truck's going to blow up. But this, uh, literally, but. This uh, on the EV is quiet, and it adds to that um, effortless experience, right? It's quiet. You're in control. Like Jatanvi said, you have all the torque, and you can talk and have a discussion mm -hmm. like we're having here without straining your voice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and I guess you probably use a lot uh, less braking, uh, so, you know, you don't, you don't right. need to change your brakes as often, yeah. and brake dust isn't everywhere. Yeah. So that's an, another benefit. Um. So, you know, the last thing is, you know, we towed a trailer today. Um, are you like it, it the F one fifty lightning almost seems like the perfect um, you know, to to tri to 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 take like a airstream because not only do you have, you know, torque to bring it everywhere, but you also have power. Um, you know, talk to us about that a little bit. What's what's like the airstream experience and, and what do you get from that? So um, we're referencing our pro power on board, yep. right? So it's just uh, one of the things that I think we're um, really excited about at Ford, um, where we have a battery available. You basically have a mobile 
power source, right? So why not take advantage of it? And with the lightning, with uh, up to 9.6 kilowatts of pro power on board, I mean, that's that's quite a bit. So you can do quite a few things with it. And even as we were looking at the number of devices that you could do, um, one of the scenarios we did was camping, right? So mm-hmm. let's see um, how you can support um, over overnight camping um, and uh, um, putting devices on the list and it was it, you have to put a lot on that list to get to nine point yeah. six kilowatts. So, you can almost have a village of airstreams. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, so that's definitely an um, a uh, part of the EV experience is to have that mobile power source and be mm-hmm. able to do that. And you mentioned airstream, but the other way that we view the truck is it is a tool as well too. So so for those that use their truck for work, that same nine point six kilowatts can also power quite a few work site. Um, devices as well too so um, try to cover both work and play sure yeah and and the the team that developed features also ensure that if you're camping and you're using that mobile power source you can ensure that you set maybe a limit uh, uh, a drive home a a point where okay i need to still be able to get back to where so you can say okay use this much but don't use it all right right or you know the next charging spot is this many miles away you can set it up so that so then it'll remind you oh okay Mm -hmm. Or you can choose to follow directions or not, right? So that's all part of the experience, so ensuring that you can your point, use that Airstream and, and enjoy your campsite. All right. Well, thank you so much for having us. Uh, this is Seth with Electric. We're going to sign off.